We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmon09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget is not here. <laughs> Oh, Brewster. Yeah, she's she's a little allergy ridden and just zonked out. But before we even say what we're here for live with you right now, I want to let you know that we have quite a bit of a program for you this week. We've come back full force with a ton of things for you tomorrow night. We're going to actually do a reaction of the Q&A from the 92Y advanced screening hosted by Dalton Ross featuring Andrew Lincoln, Denai Guerrera and Scott Gimple. And we have such cool things planned for you Tuesday night. We're going to be recording the full episode breakdown of what we're talking about, what we're reacting to tonight, which is the series premiere of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. (sighs) What an episode. It gave us so much after it gave us so much. If you're not following us on ko-fi.com slash Dead or patreon.com slash Dead, you will not get the recording details for the full episode breakdown for you to join us in the chat for free. It's free to follow, free to join us on the full episode breakdowns. You just have to follow us on Kofi and Patreon and you'll get the details that you need to join us on the thing. Okay, so with that, everybody, I give it to you folks so in just a second. Here. I know it's, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Hi, everybody. Heather, Felicia, Matthew, Thomas, Jermaine, not Thomas, Thomas, not Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. Here's the problem. Not Thomas, because Thomas was here before. He's like hipster here. He's like here before he was here. So anyway. So uh, yeah. So I I wanted to say one more thing before we continue. And I turn it to you, Sharon D and Rachel, for your first impressions. But before I do, thank you, Heather, for this lovely. She sent me a lovely birthday card. And it's so cool, isn't it? Like a little camping and happy birthday to one of a kind. I got this right. It's a camp. It's a a a campsite, Thomas. <laughs> I got this right before we left for our anniversary, and I was, I was like in the throes of leaving on uh, was it Wednesday? I think it was. I don't know, no sense of time. And then I was like, oh, and I'm going upstate to Saranac Lake, which is in upstate New York, and it's like near a lake, and it's, it's very rural, and it's in the mountains, and it's in the treetops and the firs, and so this is like kind of reminiscent of that. The rural, rural, rural. That was all. I didn't hear anything after rural. <laughs> <laughs> the rural. I am not Charity's new dog, Otto. So anyway. <laughs> also, one more thing before uh, anybody else speaks. Hey, we haven't done this in a while, and occasionally we have to remind everybody: if you do tip us during the stream, the link is in the pin chat in youtube but if you tip us it's ko-fi.com slash squawking dead your message will show up on this stream forever this reaction stream of which we're not going to be here too long but we want you guys to guide the chat your message will show up forever with your support and we'll probably post those clips sometime this week showing how much you love us and we love you for supporting us and your support and you'll see the goal on the bottom that's our expenses for the year and hopefully we make it to october the walking dead day so uh to make up all of our expenses so thank you for your support and i take it to you rachel your impressions of this episode you, you, oh, you want me to go first i, oh, I was yeah. gonna say blazy should go first girl you always go first okay and even sharon will agree I was, to that I, okay i wasn't <laughs> did you see the eyes rolling no you froze up just then <laughs> god even thomas said i was second jeez <laughs> Well, that's that's hipster hipster here. So hipster. I don't know how to say like an initial reaction without immediately going into like a deep dive. I loved it. I okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. I am. <laughs> I don't so, blame you, by the way. I, I, my brain is just like kind of it's all over lot. the place because there's so many there's so many things I want to talk about, but I need to save the meatiest bits for Tuesday, right? Because like when we do a full breakdown. So I purposely stayed away from anything that was even remotely spoilery that had an electric man- magnetic field, right? <laughs> Seriously, I didn't watch a single trailer. I didn't watch videos. I didn't watch anything posted. I didn't even see like set photos. Nothing. I didn't either. I'm with you, Rachel. I watched nothing. I went in totally blind other than I knew it was Rick and Michonne. Exactly. That's literally all I knew. Rick and Michonne. That's that's it. And I am really glad that I did. I enjoyed this so much. And I feel like I honestly watched this so differently than I've watched any other episode because it was like pure right? Like I was just watching what was on the screen. I had no biases in my head. I had no like, oh, I saw this picture. I wonder when that's going to show up. Nothing to guide my thoughts other than what I was seeing on the screen. And I thought it was fantastic 
for a series season opener. We got so many answers to things and still so many questions, which is what I love in an episode. Give us a little bit, but then leave us wanting a little bit more by the end. I think my absolute favorite part of this episode, this is what I was talking about before we came on my, what I am so excited about. It has nothing to do with anything. How did you phrase it? Literally, like I'm going to be the only person that is this excited about this, unless there are some other Lucifer fans out there. Okay. Mazikeen. I was so excited to to see me. I know. Anybody who watches Lucifer knows exactly who Mazikeen is. Maze is the best, one of the best characters. No, it is. It deserves a swear word. It deserves. She deserves the F bomb for real. Mazikeen is one of my all time favorite TV characters. Okay. She is Lucifer's demon right hand woman. On okay. Lucifer. Leslie Ann Brandt. Oh. Yeah. Thorn. Is that Rick's Thorn. partner yeah. lady? Thorn. Yes. On the show. Her, his roommate, I guess? N- no, he, he his apartment was his own. I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just felt like it. Like, they, they were kindred spirits. <laughs> maybe, like, floor mates. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a whole building to himself. Yeah. She was my favorite part of the episode yeah. overall. Oh, yeah. really? I really loved okay. her character. It took me a minute to warm up to her, but once she kind of gave Rick the what oh, for... There, I was like, okay, I, I dig this. You know, I like strong mm-hmm. women, and she was she was a super hard. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. So I'm sorry, Rick, no, I no, didn't no. interrupt you. No, that was that was that was it. With that, you. that was pretty <laughs> that much was where I was going to wrap it up anyway. That's pretty I, cool. Okay, I didn't know that. That's what you're referring okay. to. Cool. I really hope we see more of her. I do not want this episode to be the only time we see this character. I'm going to be really, really sad because I love Leslie Ambrant. She is amazing. Unlike Okafor, which is... Oh, and Felicia Ray just tipped us uh, $10. Thank you. Lovely. Thank Thank you, Felicia. Lovely guys of the day, the ones who live. It's finally here. Thank you, Felicia. Yes. Yeah, so no, I just wanted to say a couple things to what you just said. One, Thomas has been commenting about, commenting about the time we were there at the 92Y last week watching the advanced screening. And to be there with a whole bunch of people at certain key moments, like first of all, the, um, what's his name? His name is not Eduardo. It's um, Esteban. Esteban. Thank you. Yeah. Played by Frankie, Frankie Quinones and all of his lines, laughter. The entire theater. Okay. But more importantly, all the badass moments, all the, first of all, Rick even just showing up on the screen for the first time is everyone's going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end, if there were words after them seeing each other and there weren't, thank, because I had to watch the episode again because I I thought Uh maybe there were. Nobody would, nobody could hear him. That's it. Nobody could hear him. (laughs) They saw everybody was like dying, dying. Everybody was happy. I was happy. But I was surprised. I Uh, actually, same. Yeah. I thought the first, I thought the first two episodes would have been like his perspective, her perspective. And then I thought maybe at the third episode, we'd see them come together. I honestly thought it was going to be the entire season of them looking for each other, which let me say my, my first impressions was I was not super excited to watch this (laughs) the same way I felt about Daryl Dixon right beforehand. Okay. I'm, I'm going to watch it. The same way about Daryl Dixon, which I ended up loving. Well, explain why it was much deeper than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I know we joked about it a lot, but I really just thought it was going to be a bunch of Daryl Grunt. Killing walkers, like, and we were so blown away. Yeah, right. I didn't see it having such a great, deep story. So much substance to it. Yeah, this episode really took me a while to get into it. The, at the beginning, I was like, okay, CRM, blah blah blah, whatever. But <laughs> you know, the most interesting part of it to me with Rick in the hotel room was, I'm like, oh, shit, they got wind turbines. <laughs> <You know>? Language. <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty cool. But that really started to turn around when Thorn gave Rick the shut down there and that kind of really piqued my attention and, and got me into it someone talked more. back to rick grimes okay <laughs> <laughs> what i had to do was put myself in the position rick and michonne weren't a favorite couple i wasn't super uh, same them. what i have to do is put myself in the perspective like i have to imagine if this was john and june being reunited how i would feel and so mm. i understand how all of you rick and michonne fans feel and i don't want to take anything away from you it was a great reunion i'm glad it happened again i thought they were going to stretch it out the whole season with them looking for each other just missing each part. other or stuff like that i'm very upset that they killed okafor right off yes that's that's what i was gonna get to pretty gross too like he was just exploded i think rachel and i will agree that was a bonus it's like yeah. okay <laughs> i didn't like that he had to go i'm sad it was him but, the but it was it pretty cool <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but i i wanted to say something to what you said earlier rachel you said it left you wanting more the more i thought about my experience watching it last week because i've had time to digest it for a little mm-hmm. while i was like you know what you could end it right here i'd be happy <laughs> 
I, as much as I'd want Michonne's side of the story, I'm like, look, season's over. Okay, season two starts next week. <laughs> this, <laughs> for me, because this this episode gave us so much, and I know why they did it. I think we all kind of have a sense of why they did it. I've hinted at it a little bit. For all the waiting, six years of waiting, which matches the six-year time jump from the time we lost them in 905, and then up until now, and then having to wait for them to reunite, and then they got to reunite. So it's like this fan service. It's like, thank you guys for waiting. For all you guys that hung in there all these years, watching these shows, all these other shows, not just waiting for this moment or this episode or this idea to come to fruition from the time they teased the helicopter in the distance at, uh, I think it was uh, it was a Comic-Con and it was 2018. That's right. No? And then anyway. I think it was 20, 2019. <laughs> I also like that every uh, everybody who said Philadelphia had it right. So good call. Everybody Some people said North Carolina at the time. I remember we were talking it was like back and forth. Yeah. I was one of those. I was like, that looks like Charlotte. Oh, just reverse the skyline. Yeah, it's Charlotte. Right. And so for all those folks who didn't quit when Rick left the show and watched Tales of the Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, Walking Dead World Beyond especially, this is for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt. I felt like they were really being thoughtful in giving us more than we bargained for, surprising us. I think we all assumed that this would be dragged out. The meeting would be dragged out. But anyway, I'm going to turn it over to the chat because I know that Thomas had mentioned earlier that, oh, did you catch the titles for the first three episodes? Yes, I did catch. It was Years Gone By B-Y-E instead of, oh, is it B-Y would be Years Gone By or to reflect the pilot. Passage of Time, yeah. Yeah. Days, Days Gone, gone by, by was the pilot, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. You were just talking about World Beyond. And okay, so Felicia said, am I the only one who was hoping to see Silas? I can't be alone, right? And Heather Jenk says, oh my God, Silas is my fave. What's funny, the second time I watched it was with Eric because I wanted to get his opinion on everything too. Because he's been a little bit out of the loop. He didn't watch any of the World Beyond stuff. So I had to fill in a couple of the gaps. I was saying, I'm not going to expect it because I don't want to be let down in the long run here. But it would be really cool to see Silas at some point with all of this heavy CRM storyline. Obviously, there's a link to Jadis, and we know he's sort of with Jadis right now. Clompers. It would be awesome to see Silas again. Yeah, he was my favorite from that show. Timeline-wise, the only way Silas would have been a viable person to show up would have been at the very end when they were mm -hmm. in the now right. timeline because the past timeline they were showing of Rick during their travels. Was apparently right before they took out Campus Collie in Omaha because they mentioned Campus Collie in Omaha. We know that the timeline, five, six years, so it had to be right about there. So it would definitely be possible to see him in the now timeline. I will yeah. say even this much, and I, I probably bring this up more the night after. Okafor mentions a mission to ready a settlement, and I think he's doing that at the time. And I think that settlement might have been the one that they're all at in New York. I'm not 100% certain. I'm going to give it a better look and I'll, I'll write down the exact lines because this is, again, this is a reaction stream. We're reacting to the episode. We're not writing down notes. But he mentioned something about preparing something in the Northeast. I had a different theory on that. And yeah, we'll save that meaty chunk for yeah. Tuesday because- Just a teaser. <laughs> when he said that, it was very quick in passing. And then I went, oh, and I have a very different theory than you do. So Thomas says, where is this timeline in Fear the Walking Dead? <laughs> He's just trying yeah. to screw with us because we hate timelines. Right? <laughs> like, uh, I don't. Happen. I like timelines. Oh, not when it comes to the walking. <laughs> to give them a little bit of credit, they really, I think they really did their best to kind of give us some precise ish key time frames that we can play with. Oh, this happened here. This happened there. Oh, I bet this was happening over there at this time. There were brief mentions of like, oh, you've been here a couple of years. We, you know, you, it took two years for you to start talking. Oh, I've been with Okafor's army for a couple of years now or over the past year. There were little snippets of where we were at during this time gap. So I, I appreciated that. It was thoughtful enough, but not precise enough to piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know you guys caught the art of peace oh, yeah. that he oh, handed. For sure. Yeah. Jumping into the Cold War and then, but showing the art of peace. I didn't catch the titles of the other two. I didn't stop and zoom in on them, but they were very I was going to say, see. I don't know if you could. It was so dark in that scene. Right, right. It, well, you could tell, I see it because the cover of the art of peace is the Ouroboros sort of. Right. Uh, it's in, like a, in the calligraphy. Yeah. So, yeah, which is a dragon technically. So Felicia said, I mentioned, uh, I mean to highlight Omaha, it just feels inevitable. I'm hoping, right, for Silas, right? These kids are so amazing for the world beyond. I, I am HL. They deserve some more fans. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They did, and I'll say this out loud, they did mention that there may be a crossover character. Wasn't very specific about from where. Could be. Agent Clompers, aka Silas. So you never know. They just said there that there may be a crossover character from some other show, but didn't specify which one. Exactly. Didn't specify. That just gives everybody hope that it's going to be one of their favorite characters showing up. So yeah. it could be like Judith. <laughs> could be June. Well, yeah, I guess she, so. June could be June could be impressed into the CRM as a nurse. It, it could, could be June. It could you know. be. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Sharing you with a hook shot. Most people theorizing Morgan, but I think that's, yeah, I mean, from- I would rather see Silas than Thomas Morgan. said dog, and I'm totally <gasps> Ooh, yeah. down with that. It could be Ooh, dog. Heath! Yeah. Yes, Thomas. Right, Thomas says Heath, yeah. Heath. Walking Dead Eternal says Morgan, and, and Felicia says Heath, too. Yeah. yeah. Skidmark. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> let's just take a step back. Maybe it's Silas. He is a crossover character, technically, so- And he would be in this- It would piss a lot of people off, because, oh, I didn't watch Will Beyond. Ooh. Not me. I'd be very <laughs> Maybe happy. they meant Jadis. Well, no, Jadis- well, I suppose. And that would be a cheap way out, too. It, <laughs> World Beyond yeah. and The Walking Dead. If it's Madison, I will quit watching immediately. <laughs> that will be no, it. I Madison, don't care. I'll watch. Instead. I'll watch. <laughs> we don't have to delve too deep into this, but I did have a passing thought while I was watching this, and I was trying to like remember everything. How much, if at all, do you think Rick is aware of Jadis' involvement in his rescue? Do you think he knows anything about who or why or how he ended up where he did? I can say maybe one thing. Let's just say he does know that she saved him. The fact that he hasn't mentioned her Mm -hmm. or said anything about her or even thought about her means something not so great happened. Or if you remember World Beyond. No, I was going to say there's a part where Okafor (laughs) says, lucky you have a friend in high places. Maybe that's Judith. I mean, Judith. Maybe that's Jadis. That's that's (laughs) the line that made me think that. But his response to that was, oh, we're friends now. So he immediately was talking about Okafor. Right. That's what I was thinking. That was well. right. That was but his maybe, immediate but maybe Okafor didn't mean that. Maybe Rick was like, "Well, uh, it's you," but maybe it's also maybe it's Jadis too. Could be. I can't agree or disagree with anything. The only th- reason I lean more sure. away from that is because the conversation he has with Beale later that Okafor made a compelling argument to keep Rick around. So really, it was. Okafer. It was Okafer that made sure he wasn't a B or like killed. Or like an A. Well, or a nothing. Yeah. Like you or said. Didn't race. Jadis yeah. say she had a B when they she took did. him? Mm-hmm. She did. She called mm-hmm. him a B. Yeah. And he was <laughs> technically originally because <laughs> he was B. not A's are technically just soldiers. Let's put it well, that I way. I thought the A's I thought the A's, a, were, no, the A's, one, A's were the ones who are the leaders. Yeah. But leaders that are sent out. Leaders who o- they eliminate to not be a threat. Right. Well and but they, I guess they mean specifically because he reiterates, he, he puts a fine point on it and he says, these are people that we send out to die. Now that could be also soldiers too. Soldiers are sent out into the world. They send them out because they're threats, because they're leaders and they can lead people away from the CRM and make people rebel against the CRM. I, I wasn't thinking that so much. They eliminate the leaders and then they just keep the worker drones. What does George Carlin say? They want people who are just smart enough to run the machines, but not smart enough to rebel. That's what they yeah. want. So they get rid of the A's, which Rick is, but Jadis said he was a B. If she said, oh, he's an A, they would have eliminated him, turned him into a walker or something. Okay. But Okafer recognized pretty quickly that he was actually right. an A, but right. kept him down so As that he B. wouldn't be Well, he kind of kept yeah. himself down, really. Same thing with Thorne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thomas made a good point. He says that Jadis talked to Rick in the helicopter when he was being airlifted away. And I do remember that scene, but it was also pretty traumatic and he may may or may not remember that's what that. i was thinking and he was, was in and out of it, it. yeah yeah my assumption and this is my assumption i'm not basing this on reality but like it's jadis i feel like jadis would be the kind of person who would stay that just stick around by his bedside just to go yeah that was me <laughs> i did that <laughs> do you get that impression from her um remember this later thanks <laughs> Just from world beyond. Personality wise, yes, I could see her wanting to do that. But I also think, you know, whatever she was doing for CRM, she had to like do her duty and get back to her job that she it's was a fair point. You know what I mean? That's a fair I, point. But in the back of her mind, she probably was like, yeah, I want him to know it was me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you could pay me a favor, Rick, Rick Grimes. Right. I don't know why she talks like this, but it's fine. She goes like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> really good points in the chat. Mm-hmm. He knows Jada saved him. Thomas says A's are the ones they kill. I, I'm still because like Okafor, this is like... Like something you really have to go down and examine. Okafor has some amazing dialogue. This is a mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Tate. I didn't Craig do that Tate much research. Is the yet. actor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, amazing. They gave him such great dialogue, and so I just really want to examine the A's because I think it's a little open ended. Meaning, like, yeah, they go out to be killed, but they could be. He mentions specifically soldiers, and so basically people that are are 
are graced to be a part of the bees, which is the just the survivors, which is succinctly put by I think it was Chris, Chris Ray. Chris, bees Chris are Ray. one who just survive. Yeah. yeah. And just, like you said, just smart enough to run the machines. Heather said, I thought A's were going to the lab, which could also be a possibility for exactly. leaders Go when they step on the line. Turn them into yeah. walkers that, and, right. and experiment on them right. like they were doing in the, in the mm-hmm. world beyond. And to give you a, a little bit of grace on the A's and the leaders, even Rick mentions, you know, if I'm the kind of person who thinks for myself, so not necessarily leaders, but like just follow the beat of their own drum and I'm not meant to be here. Like, how do you even trust me to be part of this elite group that is meant to change the CRM? So chum for the sharks. Clearly he has not ever watched The Walking Dead because Rick <laughs> destroys everything he touches. <laughs> Which, although that may work in in the in the favor, because they want to take the CRM down from the inside, is what he said. We'll change it from the inside, not take it it down, but but in sense, in sense, take it down from what it is now and rebuild it into something else. I I hope we get to actually get into that a little bit more uh, when we break this episode down. I'm going to remind you guys again: we're going to be breaking this episode down, so watch out this for the schedule (laughs) on our Kofi and Patreon to join us in the pre-recorded chat on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to be going into a little bit more detail, probably about that, I think, because I really, really want to touch on that. Chris said, I'd be a Z. They've got so far through the list that they wouldn't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you'd be erased. Christopher, you'd be Christopher Z. Ray. Thomas just said, main question, why didn't Michonne kill Rick? The same reason June didn't kill Dwight and Sherry when they were in the raft. Luck. (laughs) She hesitated. She was also, if you watch her in the background, she was taking the helmets off before she killed the other two soldiers. She's looking for Rick. This wasn't a kill mission. She's looking for him. Well, I'm sorry, but the likelihood that he would have died in the helicopter crash, all those people should have been dead yeah. or injured, but I'm not going to nitpick that right now. I will in the, ma- in the main breakdown. That missile you did hit anyway. Rick. Come on. You did that, anyway. That missile could have hit Rick. <laughs> Wait, I asked you a question. What, <laughs> right. what do you think Heath is, right. in A or a B? That's uh, from Heath? Jermaine, Walking Dead Eternal. Is Heath an A or a B? Heath's a, a B. Let's say a B also. He's a B. Who knows what's happened in the last years? We don't know how far back this goes. <laughs> what six-year time jump plus what? A year or two? No, two years at least. So eight years. Who knows what he's be? What he is? Yeah. No, she took their helmets off, Thomas. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they can glide, Thomas. They're still gliding into trees and stuff. So it was a big <laughs> risk. But I think Michonne has watched The Walking Dead. She knows Rick can survive anything. He's not Morgan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so far. I'm looking at my clock. He's still alive. My clock. My hair clock. My hair watch. Ew. Is it cool? Okay, so airs for you zero four zero says and it, and it cool that the story that Rick told about his father is kind of what he did in season two at the farm without with burning it down to save the family. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought of Herschel when he's when he was talking about that. I was wondering if he was really referring to Herschel in like a veiled kind of way, kind of like the Judith tells the story about the brave man. Maybe he was kind of st- telling the story of Herschel that way. I actually think it's real too because you'll notice that in the dream sequences the farm that he's flashing back to is of his father's farm because that's what he's been thinking about this whole time too and what that is is there's two themes that keep popping up and that's sacrifice now what does it mean to sacrifice and committing to that sacrifice right and Mm -hmm. that takes many forms and it can be seen from different vantage points but two the easy one which isn't so obvious right away fire fire is present right from the beginning fire is brought up throughout the series and then you end this episode Omaha those fire walkers were were pretty great effect the glowing ember walkers Watching Omaha in flames, fire. (laughs) And at the end, oh boy, Okafor. (laughs) But yeah, fire at the end as well. And whatever that cool weapon is, uh, we saw a little taste of that in the teasers, which I know you didn't watch. watch I didn't watch them. I will give you nothing more than just that. But for those who have, you can see the other point of view in the teasers, which I'm very excited to see. (laughs) This made me think of it when we were talking about the burning walkers in the beginning. I made a note while I was watching that scene when Rick chops his arm off and then has to cauterize it. I wrote, Rick is quieter, cutting off his own arm and cauterizing it. Think Carl. Then Felix was laying down the walkers in the <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question, though. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Would sticking your bloody arm into walkers, I know they're on fire, but with that automatic, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. The only thing I can think is that, like, it looked more like char embers, like charred remains, right. but it still had to be, like, somewhat gooey. Although I was, I was going, are you going to cauterize that or what? Right? Like, please do something. You were going to bleed out. <laughs> okay, I think he was working on it, guys. But come on, but let's also focus on Well, no, on because that. he knocked the first walker over. There was a walker right after he cut it off. Well, you there cut was your arm. 
arm right off and there see how you and act. He knocks it over. <laughs> Damn, well, listen. So if Merle could do it, Rick can I, do it. I wanted to just highlight that Walker. This like we always say this every now and again. Like okay, Walking Dead World Beyond, how the walkers are imbued in the scenery, right, and how beautiful that looked, right. And we bring bring up the theme of fire. Wasn't it really cool to see yet another version of a walker that we haven't seen, like a type of walker we haven't seen before? And that is what I'm referring to is the walker we see on fire that he plunges his recently severed wrist into. <laughs> charcoal walkers but just seeing the last yeah. moments of it like it's still trying to go until it that last moment mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. wonderful that we got to see that i love i, I don't know what it eyes is. and mouth were like glowing so macabre i don't know cool. what it yeah. is with my I brain like i get so excited when i see something new but it, and yet it's like <laughs> oh it's the last remaining moments of its undead life <laughs> and even the last remaining moments of someone's life too it's really bizarre to think about from the yeah. other side of reality of like how disturbing it must be for somebody else to hear that i like to watch yeah. the light go out and they're dead or undead eyes or live eyes. You, you guys know how I feel about dream sequences. <laughs> I don't, but let's enlighten the audience. <laughs> well, I, I ate it in dreams. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> this this dream sequence thing has got me so suspicious. I am like, please. You're talking about the moments with Rick and Michonne in like the like, campus, right? I'm like, it's so going to be a Dallas situation where like they're going to wake up and. In that, in the dream sequence he's having with him and Michonne is like the reality, and he was in a coma and he dreamed this whole that thing. That would do this entire thing going universe. on. No, oh. right? No. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this actually more tomorrow night when we do the live stream reacting to the Q&A. Who shot RG? <laughs> Who shot RJ Grimes? <laughs> no. Anyway, so. <laughs> We'll talk about that more tomorrow night when we do the the reaction to the 92Y Q&A because there's a specific reason for why those sequences are there. And not only that, I don't know if you've noticed and if you're watching this for the first time, you might not have, but those scenes reflect what's happening in waking life as well. The big blue building and the horizon. Are you happy where you are? Eh. <laughs> Rick is kind of like, yeah, I'm miserable. He's saying all the things. They're both saying all the things actually from their point of view of where they are in life in a very nebulous way, but it's reflecting their current reality. But in their in their own way, like, okay, the letters exchanged at the end of The Walking Dead, the series finale, that also is them explaining where they are as well. And so this dream sequence is kind of like the same thing. They're communicating, I'm not saying telepathically, but f- I think it's more of a narrative element for us to show where they're at in a, in a single point of focus, which is kind of, I like, I'm a story guy. I like narrative elements. I like show, don't tell. I like, an, it's like another way to show, don't tell. This is how we're feeling right now even though we're apart we're thinking you know we're we're showing you where we're at in a, a shared space which is love it all day dark yeah i know i like watching people the light go out in people's eyes <laughs> anyway <laughs> Okay, so Ayers for you zero four zero. Does the CRM know about the Commonwealth? What do you guys think? How can they not? I agree. How can well, they not? They... Did you notice in the opening sequence in the map they showed the radiation area in Texas? Oh, at Omaha, Portland, and then radiation in Texas. So if they know about that, they've got to know Commonwealth. Why haven't they taken them out then? The Commonwealth? Well, because they're not a threat, right? Yeah, Why but did they take? They out... tend to take things out before they become a threat. Because okay, they took out Omaha and the campus colony and we're going to take out portland because the three of them were connected and those two were draining their resources but the commonwealth is on its own it's not connected to them in any way it's got it's got its own method of getting its own resources so it's not a threat to it's less about resources than the ability to walking dead world beyond spoiler watch the damn show (laughs) but if you don't want to in the second episode or so felix mentions something about manufacturing he does marvel at what they know about the crm manufacturing whatever it is but both lieutenant colonel kublik i remembered lieutenant colonel kublik and he mentions the fact that campus colony specifically their manufacturing was impressive and they would have become a threat it's really not about the resources more than once you reach a certain stage of redevelopment they're like okay they could be a threat it's time to go and then at the same time again walking dead world beyond spoiler it was an opportunity to test a certain thing that they were developing which i think we will see in this series at least in some form and which is also the reason for omaha's demise which is sort of alluded in this episode here's another question now that they've taken out omaha well i guess it's been a little while but yeah 
quite a while. I don't know. I suppose it's still possible. Could it be possible that they would want to invite Commonwealth in as that third ring? Because they're not, what is the power of three or what are, what are they? The, the alliance of, the of friendship three. of three. What are they? Whatever. But after Portland <laughs> finds out that they wanted to blow them up, I don't think Portland is going to be a member of that three anymore. Well, for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> because Elton and, and the others held headed out to go yeah. tell them, yeah. Portland, that they were and warned them. So, I mean, if anything, they should worry about Portland coming after them. Depending, but right. The common, yeah. I don't think the Commonwealth is strong enough to, to cause no, a threat. No, right. they can barely, I, I'm not saying they can barely hang on. I will say that I think they're not developed enough. They're, they don't have like ambitions beyond protecting their own walls, right? They're they, not they looking have no, at expanding. Exactly. And they just recently got blown up, by the way, too, if you remember. Remember, right? Using the dead for fuel. So I wonder if they are also getting methane. If that's why they haven't taken out New York is because they're getting methane from New York Ooh. or they have people coming to their stuff or something. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I'm like, I noticed that they were talking about that. And of course, the, the lady, the lady at the end. Oh, yeah. We called her Smokey. We don't really know her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why she, what they wanted was the, the person the who runs New Babylon, so, basically. If that's the case, why haven't they taken out New York or New Babylon? Well, New York, well, New York is, is not, not organized enough to be a they have no manufacturing. They have nothing. It's Again, it's not resources. New York is somewhat isolated. They're going to have a hard time bringing a whole bunch of people over. In order to take on something like the CRM, they would have to have tanks and you know armored vehicles and whatnot. And they're not going to be able to move those across. From and the, then from again, who's to say that they haven't had any recon in that area and realize, oh, there's like a war brewing between these two factions. Let's just see what's happening. Let's see what <laughs> happens afterwards. Let's just watch. Kind of like they had the medical farm team at the, the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth. Yeah. the Commonwealth didn't take them out because they were getting something out of them. So here you have the methane, so they're not taking out New York because they're getting something out of them. Maybe that's why they haven't taken out the Commonwealth. Maybe they get something out of the Commonwealth. Maybe they get medical supplies. Maybe Because you know they have to have manufacturing. If they have coffee and sugar and stuff like that, they have to have places that grow that. Yeah, I guess so. And I can tell you, coffee doesn't grow in Philadelphia. <laughs> there could be some sort of trade relationship, but I'm hoping that we get... S well... I'm also hoping that we don't get something from the Commonwealth because, again, we have to remember also that the Commonwealth blew up and we don't know exactly where we are in the present day in The Ones Who Live because you have Governor <laughs> Sutton, Ezekiel Sutton. I'm just thinking, yeah, it blew up. They recovered. Well, it blew up, but they rebuilt it, obviously. It's not a year they had, what, a year Yeah, later. no, 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 I know that. But I'm just yeah. thinking out loud. Like, okay, they must have lost a, a chunk of their population. They might be getting by. I don't know what their relationship is with them. I almost hope we don't hear any word that they have any connection to the Commonwealth because at the same time, if they are doing better and they become a threat under Ezekiel Sutton, they pose some sort of threat. Yeah, they could be. They could have some action against them. Against them, they might just be keeping an eye on them too. That's our crossover character. Is Ezekiel's <laughs> going to come there for a um, meet them? Well, he can't come there because he'd never be out. Well, they would love the Commonwealth. Meet, yeah, <laughs> they're all going to meet somewhere for a summit. They're going to meet in in com campus. Only so much time for this. Right <laughs> uh, Jan M, why are they taking them out? I'm start. I'm going to start my world beyond first. Watch to reconnect. The dots. Yes. Now you're not going to get a lot, but you're going to get some interesting nuggets. I think from the Walking Dead World Beyond, they said, "Oh, you'll get some ideas of where Rick Grimes has been." You won't. You won't. But what you will get is a nice layer of foundation, an additional thing that you can look out for in the series. Little dots about the CRM themselves, and some big reveals of their sort of point of view and their raison d'être and their motives. Still, you won't get the full picture, but you'll get an, an eyeful, way more than we have from Fear, and definitely way more than. The Walking Dead. So, and Thomas says another important question, Dave. When when I saw you after the premiere and the panel, you were standing on top of a table. Why? I was standing on top of a chair because you know what? I'm short, and I wanted to see. And I pointed it out to you because apparently you care about such things. Uh, but yeah, we are going to cut this live stream at some point short, shorter than me. <laughs> Walking Dead Eternal says Alexandria and Hilltop around the Washington area, right? Yeah, Virginia, Washington. It's in the same general region, yes. Which, yeah, Philly would be only a couple hours away. By horse, it's, uh, you know, several hours away. So, Mr. Tater1022, I'm with Pink Hair Lady. That's right. <laughs> that's Cosmo Beer and I, Rachel Byrne. <laughs> see a little, her name in like a little tiny letters. Chris Ray says a whole lot of loose ends that I don't think they're going to achieve unless we get a second season. <laughs> 
You know, Kirsten Nakuna had said that something similar too, by the way. There's only so much for a season. Airs for you, 040. I'm so invested in the decision Rick is going to have to make with him finding Michonne that he's going to try to escape, go back to the CRM, etc. I am actually very intrigued by that, by the way. I'm wondering if Okafor has any influence on Rick. I, but I Not wonder. More. He says something like the very last thing he says, he says, when you get to that point where, where you swear by swear the sword, this, yeah. don't let it take. The term he uses, the sword, and then Michonne comes in with her sword. I mean, I know he doesn't mean the same thing. He but it's knew all sweet. about Michonne. Maybe he does know about Michonne. Well, that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay, he says, I know things. First of all, he says it to Thorne. But then, you know, Rick says, you know things? <laughs> and, then, and then he's... I guess that proves that the, they do know about the Commonwealth in Alexandria if they know where Michonne, you know, because he kind of alluded to, I know I can go there and take out the people. Well, that less the Commonwealth than about anyway. Michonne. So, because Michonne and the, the iPhone is pre-commonwealth but who knows it's true she was gone by then wait now so here's the thing michonne still gets the iphone and the boots so what does that mean what did okafor do what was okafor's intentions all along i think he was gathering information to use to control rick he wanted rick for this purpose and he was going to use whatever information he could against him and having all of this in his back pocket you're not following what i'm dropping she still gets the message even though he intercepted it i think of the dead all the time is the message that she received in the in the Walking Dead series finale. He's reading the line, I see the dead all the time. You know, like you hear it at the end of the episode, remember? The letter in, on the fireplace. Hey everybody, this is Dave interrupting you in the middle of your listen to mention that I know that what I just said is incorrect. Michonne isn't reading Rick's letter at the end of the series finale of The Walking Dead and neither is he reading hers. The aftermath of watching the series finale together in a large auditorium with all the energy pinging off one another while this was all happening seeing michonne and rick on the same screen yet not together there was this weird sense of them reading their own letters and really it was really just showing the two on screen reading their own letters to their beloved so please excuse the mistake that we just made we proceed to make it in the full episode recording as well so just consider that while you're listening and i hope you actually appreciate this correction too so that being said I'll allow this to continue. Oh yeah, Michonne is reading that. Right. Sorry. So my memory he, is clouded with tears. That's <laughs> oh, true. So she's reading it. It's his voice in her head. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he says it word for word to him back. But he he lets it go. Now he says specifically. He says you would have been erased, and she would have been erased for you for her receiving that message. She would have been erased. Your kid would have been erased. But he still lets it go. What does that mean? Is this character posthumously is still fascinating? This uh, Okafor character. I'm I'm intrigued. What was his intention? It still could have been a manipulation technique. Well, I could have killed her, but I didn't. So you can trust me. I'm a good guy. I right. was supposed to take her out, but I didn't. Right. But then even the purpose of her receiving that is so interesting. He had a wife and maybe he, I mean, I, hope he, regr- <laughs> I hope he regrets what he had to do, but maybe. maybe he's maybe he's regretting his choices. And, you know, if I could do it all over again, I'd want her to, you know, have some final words from me or better words, or I don't know how it all went down, but could have hmm. been him trying to make amends. It would make more sense based on what he says. Swear by the sword, but don't let it take. Mm -hmm. But it's so confusing because he said, you already made that choice. And I know what he means by, we'll get into that in full episode, but I know what he means when he says, you made that choice already. You made that choice meaning you chose to sacrifice yourself. You made it already. Let it take. You, you're trying to go back to this thing, but you already sacrificed on the bridge. You sacrifice yourself on the bridge. Let it take. Protect your family. You know that they're out there alive right now. That should be enough. Now it's time for you to save the world. You're lucky you're alive. First of all, second of all, they're alive. They're not erased. Mm-hmm. Save the world, Rick. There was something else in the letter that really set something off in my head. But sh- you know what? I think I'll wait until we do the breakdown mm. before I really talk about it. You better write it down. Oh, it, w- it was something that's been in my head since okay. I, the instant we watched it. Okay. I remembered it. <laughs> and I, I really thought about the connect, how it would connect to the show. But it was just something that we, he said in the letter that made me think of something else that could be an allegory for what might happen in the show. Mm, okay. Message in a what was it Felicia said by the end of ep- by the end of the episode six years since the bridge is that right it might be it might be longer because at the beginning of the episode it's five years afterwards he tries to run away blah 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 it's his whatever third attempt at running away uh, and there's a lot of screwery he gets on board he, he trains
Reigns, it could be two years after that. So I'm not entirely sure exactly what we might get more of a lock on it when we do the full full episode breakdown. We're going to give it a good college try. I personally am not going to waste too much time on timelines. Oh, period. I'm dissecting this timeline. All right. You know, you I'll leave it to you. It. Yep. <laughs> okay. Judith is this age, but... But it's anyway, it's getting harder, though, because she's not a baby anymore. Like it was easier when she was younger. Jan M says it would be a lot involved in connecting the season 11 Commonwealth story with the ones who live. Yeah, I uh, that's what I'm saying. Imagine if money grew on trees in Philadelphia in the CRM area. That'd be funny. <laughs> <sighs> who knows? But then again, they have a lot of renewable energy, including walkers. That's pretty short. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Heather says goodbye. Night, everyone. Oh, bye, Heather. I'll we'll see you very soon. Uh, Mr. Chater 1022. Pretty pink hair lady. Stop letting them mansplain. It's my shtick. It's sorry. It's my stick. It's what I do. It's, just, <laughs> it's it's a known gimmick. I'm going to keep mansplaining myself. It's mansplaining is anyway. Rick still has the Okafor in his hair. Yeah. I think <laughs> Rick has o- Okafor in his hair, on his body, his face. He's got some Okafor in his Probably mouth. Probably a little bit in his mouth. <laughs> Josh Pineda says, I really like the new ones who live show. I, you know what? I think we're all on the same page. Does anybody mm-hmm. not like this first episode? I know you guys are nitpicking on little things like helicopter crashes and stuff like that, but still, who cares? There's, I don't al- know. there's always there's always something to pick We can up. always find something to nitpick. Am I crazy about it? Like, am I going to, oh, I can't wait. For- <laughs> I'm not really like that with this show. Okay, again, because they're not my favorite. They're not my favorite. Rachel's raising her hand too. I can enjoy no, I was watching it. Scratching my ear. No, yeah, I'm taking it. I'm oh. mansplaining. It's fine. <laughs> Creepy and cute job. Oh. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, Chris said he had a lot of iPhones. Thomas, if Garrett were in it, he'd be a walker. So I'm Ooh. not super excited about that either. <laughs> the ones who live at TW. Uh, hey, guys, yeah. I miss you. Yes, yeah, so we miss you too. And I hope you got our little private messages because we want to do things with you. Yeah. And Thomas <laughs> is a giant Thomas, liar. We were not yeah, talking, we were bad, not about talking you bad about at you at any point ever. Uh, we never do. We make it seem like we do, but we really don't. We, we don't even make it seem like we do. No, we make it seem like we do here. But like behind the scenes, we're like, oh, Tom, he's such a great guy, Tom. Oh, yeah. He's a bit of a dick. <laughs> Again, we make it seem like we do here. <laughs> Language day. Dick is a, like a hair, like a Richard. Anyway. <laughs> Thomas Richard O'Mara. Mr. Tater 1022, which is funny because you said dick and then we got Tater. Never mind. Um, my, <laughs> Tater dick. He says, my fiance is asleep and I wanted to talk to someone about this episode. Thanks and look forward to more content. Yes. Thank you there very will much, be Mr. Tater. More coming. Mr. Thank Tater. you, Mr. Tater. Pink hair lady will be here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, the patriarchy always wins. And David will continue mansplaining everything after mm-hmm. I've said it in the clearest terms possible. Exactly. He will go back and say, in fact, what she uh, really meant was. What she really means is that I will continue to explain things in a mansplaining way. Exactly. Just like she that. She just explained it now. We're like doing yeah. mansplainception yeah. right now. It's like yeah. just mansplaining, like mansplaining. <laughs> I say uh, things very clearly, and then Dave has to add 4,000 words yeah, I have to add 4,000 more. How many? What did you say? <laughs> that say the what same thing. The same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that Frenchie, was, I'm, I'm flashing to Greece, that the pretty pink-haired lady is Frenchie. Come on, Rachel. Yeah. Oh, and she was a- Oh, well, wait, from- I didn't drop. I didn't drop out of beauty school, though. I completed it. <laughs> wait, is this from- uh, Greece. Uh, what is it again? Greece? Greece. Yeah. Kids- yeah. Listen, people here, there are young people in this audience. I'm like, that's not a, okay. There are children here. And they don't know what they don't even we us saying Greece. They're like, well, Greece, like uh, I'm sorry, Greece? no, Nobody think, that. no, Nobody Greece that. is a universal. It is yeah. not that that is an ageless classic. No, everybody yes, it knows is. who Greece is. Gen Z, Gen Y. No, and, I'm sure. I'm sure some they of do. Gen X doesn't know what Greece is. Also, there are immigrants to this country who don't. I can know guarantee what you, is. people of all generations know what this is, proven by the fact that they all sing it at karaoke uh-huh. on Friday and right? Saturday nights in the Midwest, Danny. <laughs> Sandy are timeless and will yep. be on and will last forever. Who? Yep. Yeah, it is BD Colin. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> I'm I'm listen, we have to cater to a wide audience who some of those are children to <laughs> you're us. The one that I children. Want. Rachel to Thomas us. says you're the one he wants. Aww. No, it's Tater, Tater. It's it. Thank you, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> and you know what I say? We go together. Ding dong. Something. Ding ding dong. <laughs> Together forever, like shoo boom Okay, so airs for you zero four. No, this is increased. Always be. Rick is about to become the CRM leader and pick Daryl in Paris. Laughing my ass off. Yeah. 
Here's what's happening right now. This is what I'm going to get after the stream is done. Dave, the stream went too long. You know, I wish we could Dave, cut these streams short. We really need to have a serious meeting about long. how long these streams are. Hey, so Dave. What Dave is, so what Dave's saying right now, Hey, guys. Mr. Katu. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to stay. John Travolta. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. And then, like, they'll blame me. And they're singing Mr. the Kata. damn Greece. Anyway. Hey, oh, Jan M says, hey, how about Terry O'Quinn as Beale? Michonne as right the new from, yes. Right from the first yes. episode. Yes. Wait, Michonne is really. Michonne I'm is trying the to new say Rizzo. something here, and I, you know what? There's a lot of femme splaining. Can you fem, see? Fem can you bullying. see Michonne There's, saying to Rick, "I'm like a defective typewriter." Oh. You know, here's the thing. I tried to move on. From no, the but I can, guys, but I can guys, hear her. I'm being I can serious hear her right singing now. Singing my being, favorite song. I'm being serious right now. You complain about these streams taking too long, and I've been signaling to move on from the grease. Language, David. I was waiting for that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring a perfectly good question about Mr. Terry O'Quinn, lost person he himself. Was, and he Jana was, no was waiting for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to walk. He also didn't eat that orange in a weird way. <laughs> and then he didn't also bring up the two pebbles. Yeah. The, there's he light in the dark side. He didn't play backgammon. <laughs> it was Chinese checkers, wasn't it? It was backgammon. Yeah. Was it backgammon? I thought it was yes. the two. It was a go, right? Korean go? I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Well, Rachel, what, what about the chat? Are you a chat guy? Oh, yeah. They're like going all over the place. Uh, where do we? Oh, no. Okay. Da, 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 da. Michonne as the new Rizzo. Yeah, right, guy? No. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You're all against me. <laughs> Thomas said he saw the smoke monster in the background, which yeah. I saw a few smoke monsters. That's what took down Omaha, right? The smoke monster. Was it the guy who played <laughs> Mr. Echo Akio 4 in real life? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not. It's like, I forget his name, but it's not that. No, Mr. Echo was the guy who just recently passed. Oh, no, that was Abaddon. I'm confusing Echo with Abaddon. Do you remember Abaddon? Oh, no, that was, oh, my God. I'm think it's not Lost. I'm thinking Fringe. Oh, <laughs> Fringe I watched. I stopped watching Lost after, like, two or three seasons. We really need to do a rewatch, Rachel, because I'm, I'm removed Fringe enough from Lost that I feel like I can watch it again without yeah. dying inside like I did with the finale. I have all the seasons. Time. It's on, on, it's on Hulu or something. It's Freevee. always been on it's Hulu. It's on Freevee or Hulu or something. Yes, Jan M. We keep talking about it, but we haven't done it. She said uh, the thing about doing a Lost rewatch has been several years. We keep talking mm -hmm. about it, but we just haven't had time to do it. Well, we, we talked about a lot first. of things, though, too, <laughs> to be fair. The Boys, uh, House of the Dragon, maybe even Game of Thrones. No, we're not doing Game I don't think I we're going to do Game of Thrones. I would love to do Game of Thrones as a rewatch. Jan yes. also says, by the way, you miss, he really plays a kind of intimidating character really well. What's your impression of Major General Beale? I I just get so annoying when they say General Beale. He Beale. thinks Major he has Beale. his finger on the pulse, but maybe he really doesn't. Because like when he asked Rick, is um, Okafor up to anything? And Rick was like, no, you know, <laughs> maybe Major General Beale kind of believed him. But of course, Rick was lying. So I'm going to save my thoughts on the full episode because it's something we could really dig into, I think. Oh, for sure. That would be a much longer discussion. But my initial reaction of Beale is I think he really thinks he's doing things for a greater good. Fair. Like he's genuine. I don't see him as an evil guy. He might be a bad guy, but I think his intentions are what he thinks are pure. I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. I didn't think of this until just now, but I see a mirror of Rick in both Okafor and Major General Beale. Left to his own devices, Rick would have been Major Major General Beale. And then there's Okafor, which is kind of like a Shane in a way. Rick the is the guy who would... <laughs> be the leader but he's also the guy who would take out the leaders right because he did that before he took out leaders in order to be safe but he also took sev several leaders in and fostered them michonne was a right. leader you know he, he took leaders in and fostered them but he also took them out when he felt like he had to when they opposed him or slept mm -hmm. with his wife <laughs> <laughs> but just like okafor rick nurtured the leader in michonne that she could be it is interesting you can see rick in these in at least these two characters if not even thorn why not i did everything fighting somebody's neck out like thorn seems like somebody who could bite somebody's neck out and make their carotid oh, artery shoot. squirt blood <laughs> everywhere <laughs> i really like maze her. is the best i want i need i need more maze oh tater says by the way where are the quote-unquote variants man it's the first for episode a minute, man. i swear Ooh, when okafor yeah. exploded in the helicopter for a minute i thought they had shot
shot him with the head exploding stuff from Daryl Dixon. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, the serum to make the walkers aggressive. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. To Kira send in some of her initial thoughts. I've muzzled myself to not really <laughs> spoil, but I thought this was a very good way to start the series. We needed to jump right into what the H E double hockey sticks Hell is has okay. been doing. Well, I don't know what you consider a swear word anymore, so I'm just playing it safe. She also says, I thought Okafer was outstanding. Major General Beale has the presence that she expected, but he thinks he's in more control than he really is. So agreeing with Sharon D. Oh, she also noticed that the citizens forming a protest. Did I mention that before the stream or during? No, it was before the stream. Uh, oh, it was before. Yeah. yeah. Which is a walk world beyond thing, which I can't wait to get into. Uh, Thomas says, <laughs> does Rick have pieces of arts on him too? Which by the way, I included a clip of when we were talking about Squeeze. Uh, this is season 10, episode Oof. eight, I think it was with Jerry and the dynamite. A- and- either eight or nine. Yeah. yeah, right around in there. Such a funny reference. I love that I included oh. that clip because it was, it was just, there was Goonies references. There was Dynamite, <laughs> Dynamite from the Goonies, Dynamite from Ards, from uh-huh. Lost, by the way. That's a Lost reference. Professor Ards, I can't remember his name. Arts. It's A-R-Z, Ards. Uh, A-R-Z. A-R-Z. I think it's spelled A-R-D-Z. It's A-R-Z-T. It's Ards. Trust the Lost Freak. Thomas spelled it wrong. It doesn't matter. He's blown up. Yeah. Takira, your name looks familiar. Are you an admin in one of the FB groups? Yes, she is. It's the Walking Dead Universe group. Three of them. Facebook. She's admin in like three. Noir groups. nerdy. And I think the towel, the Walking Dead, sorry, the Ones Who Live podcast, I think also has a Facebook group as well. Check those out. Check them out. Chock full of, re- of <laughs> current information and some cool stuff from her own podcast, which I can't wait to hear. Thomas says, we need a threesome with Thorn and the pink haired lady. He didn't say that. I just threw that in there. <laughs> First of all, who's we? Oh. What? You, what? Rick Michonne and you Thorne. You said gotcha. that? Where? No, I he did not I see that. that. I just, oh, I'm like, stupid. what? You are making just, stuff I say up. sometimes that they say things that are funny. Anyway. Funny to who? <laughs> You're laughing. That's all I care about. <sighs> Yeah. I'm laughing at Barbara says, Barbara Ruski, <laughs> by the way, hi. Uh, I really got some Shane vibes when Rick and Okafor were fighting and Okafor was yelling at Rick. That's kind of what I meant. Mm. For those reasons specifically, you made a sacrifice. And Shane was always talking about sacrificing, greater good kind of stuff and like going. Doing what you have to and do. And you have to think of the world differently now. Mm-hmm. And that may be the case. Yeah. I love I, this. Mm, this character. I love this character. The more I think about him. Too bad he's dead. Christopher Ray says, Professor Ars? No, Chris. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're English, but no, not Professor Ars. Uh, <laughs> Okafor is one of the best characters that created in the universe. Takira, best character. You know what? I like him a lot. I don't know if I say best, but hey, I'm, I'm with really it. I really like the character too. I'm. We'll be talking about him for a while, I feel like, even though he's no longer But isn't that us, a but... mark of a great show or yeah. casting or character? Yeah. Whew. I feel like I'm having deja vu because we've said this about another character too. Oh, Will from Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know what it is. He left a mark and mm-hmm. his his like uh, his memory kind of carried and they did bring it back in a flashback. <laughs> oh, speaking of Alicia, she should have shopped for her hand where Rick got his. <laughs> Because yeah. his hand looked a whole lot better than hers. Ah. Like she needs to, she needs to put in an order through the CRM prosthetics. I thought Alicia was kind of badass, though. <laughs> you know what? With her giant tree trunk arm that was like this big. You talk about Alicia's this- arm? This her bony no. arm? Yeah. No. Tree trunk? Her arm in the finale. Her hand oh. in the finale that was like gotcha. This- it was like a okay. tree trunk. I don't know. You just like the arm I think of is the bony arm. I don't think of the dumb one at the end. No, the bony arm. The bony arm was cool. <laughs> the tree trunk arm. Because <laughs> it had the blades on it too. Yeah. It, it was cool. Yeah. yeah if you compare no. Rick's metal arm with her bony arm, which one's cooler? And I know Rachel would choose the bony arm. Now we have to add Rick's hand to the which pile to of why did we hands. glide? Why yeah. did we glide past that reaction? Because oh, for all the times they faked us out in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. about Rick's hand. Oh, I got my hand cut. Oh, God, there's walkers smeared all over the blood of my hand. It's definitely <laughs> going to get cut off. It's not getting cut off. And then like, blah, blah, blah. They wasted no time. Three seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, smart, because I don't know if they like, for those of us who watch the teasers and said, does he have an arm? Is his arm cut off? People freaking out. They're going, well, here, it looks like he's flapping his arm in the, you know, in the in the teaser. It's like blurry. And his arm like, was like, like really funny, like because he's swinging something. Anyway, people are freaking out. And then the latest, the the longer teaser that came out just before, like, oh, 
maybe three weeks or something before the premiere. You got a clear, almost a clear view of like the uh, stumpy stuff. I like stump. that they basically have him doing the same job they had Silas from doing. the time they were at the detritus facility. You know, don't we all? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not for long. So like, it's like another thing. Okay, they, I wanted to talk about this too. How. <laughs> They were like selling the merch from his consignee jacket and all that stuff. And he ends up being there for like two <laughs> seconds too. It's so funny. And everybody's caught. Co- Listen, I'm sorry. I know I'm taking a little bit too much joy from this fellow cosplay fellow. I'm not a cosplayer. Cosplayers. I'm- I apologize. But I think it's just a little funny. <laughs> he's in that jacket for like not even a third of the way through the episode. And he's never going to wear it again. Never going to wear it again. Cool jacket. But I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. Yes. Thomas, I hope we see Tobias. That's the crossover character. <laughs> Tobias is an A. It's going to be Tobias. Yes. Tobias is an A. By the way, Ayers 4U040 asks a very, how long has Michonne been gone? I don't know. How long since she got the letter, left The Walking Dead in, uh, what was the episode co- called? Best episode. Anyway. Oh, you uh, mean the one with 10. the weird Yeah, who are you now? Dream or something. No, what was it called again? I forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Another episode I hated. Uh, oh. I don't like dream sequences. What? what? It's like a less of a dream sequence than her very, being very high on Jimson weed. I don't mind them learned. as long as they don't take up too much of the episode. I also don't like dream sequences or go- no. I'm okay with dream sequences ish sort of scenarios. What I don't like is ghosts. Ghosts are like the worst. It's such an easy way out of a lot of things. Except when you're Morgan and you're crazy, then it's okay. White gown, or Lori Rick when you're crazy. Yeah, prison. that's a good example. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, everybody loves Aaron's arm way better than Rick's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems like. Aaron's arm is the best arm. Is it posters for, I'm sorry, people forget this wrong. Is it posters for communist fist? things or whatever yeah. that has the fist? Oh, That's exactly yeah. what Rick's hand looks like. Like workers of the world unite. Yeah. The fist that sticks yeah. up. Yeah, maybe Tobias will shop. In Dreams was awesome, Thomas says, by the way. You should know that. Anyway, I think we're going to end this right here. We're all dropping like flies. We're talking about Greece sometimes, and now they're going to start singing. So with that, everybody, listen, again, I say this the third time. Follow us for free on either Kofi or Patreon so that you can get the schedule for our full episode breakdown. It's free to attend our recordings. Now, I want to warn you, it's not always going to be the case. Hopefully, our screeners will come in this week. And what we're planning on doing is doing a lot of pre-recorded episodes closed because obviously we can't talk about things in the chat that you have not seen yet. But what I think we're going to do is after we've recorded our episodes, we will be for those who tip us and for those who join a membership tier on either Kofi or Patreon, we will make those conversations available to you after we've done recording them, the full unedited versions of those podcasts so that with big spoiler warnings, we're going to tell you big spoiler. This is something you haven't seen. If you fair warning ye all ye who enter here that you will be getting spoiler conversations after that we can't stop you and we still want to give you something extra obviously and this is gonna probably apply more for people like kira who who does have spoilers so again we will make those conversations available to you you can pin them for when those episodes come out and you can get the full unedited conversation on kofi or patreon yes they're giving us screeners thomas yeah why if you have to ask you're you're a piece (laughs) of s you're a piece of s you mfr when did we stop swearing (laughs) anyway it's got really scary right now (laughs) never seen me angry before (laughs) Dave isn't, isn't angry. so angry? <laughs> you won't like Dave when he angry. Arr. David Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make at least my notes available also on Kofi and Patreon for those who back us. It's going to be chock full of references that we're never going to get to, but we make them available so that you at least know that we meant to. And they're little extra tidbits that may or may not even be in the blog. Who knows? But in case you're wondering and stop, stop laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight for this reaction video, which will be in our audio only podcast on Spotify and all of platforms uh, along with the full episode breakdown for you thanks so much for being here and some of you new people i'm so glad to see you by the way uh yeah, Jan that was M. awesome we had a bunch of new people Ta- yes tater, it was awesome yeah. to have tater, so many people show up tater, mr tater mr tater mr tater 1022 and felicia stayed in here stayed the entire night and with chris too by the way thanks everybody for joining us except for thomas he joined us before his hipster joined us and josh panita and we'll see you all very very soon chock full of content and i'm hoping that with the screeners that we may avail ourselves of more interviews from the cast and we have so many cool things coming they're in the pipeline of of us planning things and i'm so excited to reveal those to first of all anybody who's joined our discord when you join a membership tier you get the ability to
to get our Discord. So we'll be revealing those there first and then to the general public. So thanks so much for joining us. I've been your host, David Cameo. And I was joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, the pink hair lady, and Sharon D, aka Lazy Gardener. <laughs> I won't say that out loud. Lazy. <laughs> Lazy right. effing Gardener. That's a better way of saying that. And dog we trust. Yes. And dog we trust. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you very soon. Thank you for joining us. And good night. Bye. Get excited. There's five Bye. more episodes to go. Amazing episodes. Like the man said, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and that man happens to be me. As always, we like to thank our survivors and Whispers Tier members for supporting our podcasts. They keep the lights on. We have a goal on our Ko-fi page that illustrates our yearly expenses that we hope to reach by Walking Dead Day, which happens to be Halloween of 2024. And so if you want to join a membership tier, you can head to either ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead or patreon.com slash squawkingdead, starting with the the survivors tier we have at real ryan gm on x at elisa jones 71 on instagram or at jones aj6 on x moving on to the whispers tier we've got at judith.morton on instagram a natkin you can reach at ko-fi.com slash aiden atkin at sandy.d.morrison at lois.martin.54 and at kim.rowley1 on facebook at i found them rick g on x and of course to here who attended this live stream you can reach her at ko-fi.com slash connie dixon the number four l-y-f-e that's connie dixon for life and look out for her podcast with a gaggle of gals called the walking dead the ones who live podcast we've got tons of content for you just this week even this being the reaction episode to the walking dead and the ones who live we have the reaction to the walking dead the ones who live q a at the 92nd street y hosted and moderated by Dalton Ross from Entertainment Weekly featuring Andrew Lincoln, Denai Gurira, and Scott M. Gimple. That was fun. And featuring fellow host for the evening, Thomas O'Mara, aka at Celtic TSO, who also attended this reaction episode. And of course, we've already recorded the full episode breakdown, which is available to our tippers and supporters on either Kofi or Patreon. The unedited episode podcast recording will have that out shortly after the reaction to the Q&A. Thank you for hanging in there and we hope to see you very soon for another lovely episode. But until then, we are Squawking Dead. Squawking Dead.